You want to talk about football, fine. You don't, then you go somewhere else. Get ready, get ready. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Y'all are not playing. Most heavy people don't even know how to play football, all right? Let's go, Lord. Let's see we go. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Carlos and Chad. You've got to be the dumbest team in America. They are who we thought they were. Welcome to the ST Fans Football Podcast. I'm Chad. This is Carlos. And we're back, I guess. Finally, after how long? I don't know. I'm still quarantined. <laughs> so Wait, what's quarantine? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that word. Yeah, well, I'm here in my basement or whatever. In know. Florida? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we've been off the air for a little while. Um, <laughs> there's been a few things going on in, in 2020 that have kept us from being able to to record and stuff like that. So uh, just figured it's finally time to get on and do something, right? Well, I mean, you know, the NFL's keeping on, so I know it's crazy. You know, they they uh, well, most teams. I mean, we had some teams get their games canceled, so you know, whatever. Hey, what, what everybody was saying like at the beginning, right? It's going to be who's the smartest team. Well, we can start cross off the Tennessee Titans from that list, and the Minnesota Vikings. Right? Now they're they're done. Well, I mean, you know, but to be fair, the Chiefs and the Patriots did have a player test positive. Each one had one. So hold on, who was this Chiefs player? Because I thought that they got tested and then they got another test, and it was like, oh, just no, kidding. It was no, it was uh, the quarterback, the one they were using to scout uh, on the oh. scout team. Tom Tamu or whatever, yeah, Shamu, uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. He was the one that was uh, basically because he was positive. Your whole defense could come up positive this upcoming week. So you know, <laughs> <I> mean, just... <laughs> well, you know, we still got some time. We still got some time. That no Cam Newton, which yep, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of happy to see that. So yeah, and then uh, going into. So on Saturday night, I had a very lovely, lovely Saturday night with my phone and everything. So <laughs> when I get woken up, I also get text messages from Juan that a Saints player tests positive. So I'm watching that as I'm you know, working on this call to fix the issue that we had. <laughs> and as of 4 o'clock when I finally went to bed, they still didn't know what was going on. By the time I woke up, it had done a second test on him. It was a false positive. But the whole team had to be tested, obviously. The team didn't get done testing until after 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh. And we had a noon game. It was 1 o'clock Eastern, but it was noon for them. And they were there. Yeah, so, and they had traveled that day. So, um, I mean, we got the win, so that's ultimately what matters. But, Dude, but yeah. How, how long do you think it is before, like, we have, like, five teams where we can't just do these, like, rolling buys? I personally think the NFL screwed up in their scheduling. I think they should have scheduled one or two buys where the whole league was on buy at the same time for this purpose, right? Um, That way, you know, you do it twice and you kind of, let's say you do it after week five and then after week 12 type of thing. And the reason you do it that way is you're giving yourself five weeks and then everybody just gets moved to that week. If for some reason those teams do not experience anything in that time frame, then their buy just happens that week as normal. So you still have some games, but because more than likely it's going to happen, right? So you're still, you're not going to go like, let's take this, this week, for example, 
on that week six bye where the whole league would be off, essentially. Well, now the whole league wouldn't be off because the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers would play that week, right? So there would be no true no football. And we know in the next couple of weeks something's going to happen again, and then you do it again after week 12, and then whatever happens in that week seven through 12, those play that week. So I think that would have been the better thing. The issue is, let's say the Tennessee Titans do something stupid, and then more players test positive this week. Okay, now you got to cancel another game. Now what do you do, right? right. That's, a, that's a different situation. Yeah. At that point, it's like, look, you're just too stupid. We can't, we can't allow this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just get, you, you, instead of losing draft picks, or maybe that's what it'll come to next, right? Like yeah. they're finding coaches for not wearing masks. They're going to yeah. say, look, your, your place kicker is too damn dumb. You get, you got to forfeit your first round pick next year. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, enough about that. How's uh, how's your fantasy football season going? I hate fantasy football. Um, you always hate fantasy football this time of year. I always do shitty this time of year. It's well, it's great true. in the off season. I love the off season, and then uh-huh. I get to plan and plan and plan, and then everything just to say, oh yeah, you called that wrong. Yeah. But overall, I'm not doing awful, awful. Um. I'm doing badly in every league that matters. How about that? Okay. Yeah, every league that doesn't matter, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing about the same. Yeah. In uh, in the uh, my our main uh, in my main dynasty league, uh, which is the one that I run, I um, huh, interesting. So here's an interesting thing: I'm playing the same person in both of these leagues that I'm in, right? Uh, so Jeremy, I'm playing in our dynasty league and I'm also playing in the redraft league. Yeah. So in the dynasty league, I'm finally going to get a win. I was 0-3. Nice. And now I'm going to finally get a win in that one. So, well, I'm going to get a win assuming something <laughs> stupid doesn't happen. I have a 138 to 80 lead on him. So that's a 58 point lead. And we're in the, we're almost at halftime in the Green Bay game. So nothing stupid should happen, but it could. It definitely could. And then in the other league, which isn't Dynasty, it's a redraft league, I'm going to lose to him 144 to 131. And my guess is because Mahomes did a, a shitty job. Yep, see, 26 points. I mean, come on, Mahomes. He was projected yeah. for 30 at least. <laughs> That's what happens when you so, go in not thinking it's going to be a big game. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. That's just the way my fantasy football has has gone this year. So I, I can't complain too much. Uh, one, nobody really cares. Uh, <laughs> but two, uh, it's fun. It's fun to get it off our chest, though. I think. Yeah, but honestly, it's just been a crazy. I mean, it's been a crazy year. Let's be real, right? Twenty twenty's been horrible. Um, but it's just fantasy football's following that path, right? Yeah. It's, and I think it's more due to the injuries, which you know we all knew would happen, right? I mean, when you don't have preseason and you don't have camp and you don't. And it's not really more about the – it's not that you didn't have the preseason games. You didn't have the – like normally the Saints and the Chargers get together and have some scrimmages together, right? So, you know, are they hitting each other very hard? No, but at least it's contact, right? It's something that's happening. Well, we didn't have any of that this year. So what's happening? Week one, week two, players are finally getting hit, except that they're getting hit at full speed, right? So they don't – the body hasn't had the time to – to do what it needs to do, I guess, or get used to hits. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I'm no athlete. Um, 
so we're seeing a lot more injuries than normal, and we're seeing some pretty serious injuries into and, and some top players. I mean, you know, Michael Thomas, Le'Veon Bell. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Austin Eckler just got a grade two yep. hammy pull. Yep, and then you have, uh, you know, that other guy, uh, Garoppolo, you know, because he's an all-star quarterback. Uh, I think he's just he just keeps trying to go back to the clubs. That's all I keep thinking. Every time he gets injured, I'm just like, he's just cheating his way to get to the clubs. Yeah. Uh, but, Tom, I don't know if you saw, Bill O'Brien got fired today. Yeah, before yeah. Adam Gase. Yes. What the yes. hell, man? Well, you know, Adam Gase didn't trade away DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> so, True. True. You trade away DeAndre Hopkins and you start 0-4, mm, I think they're going to want to make some type of a change there. I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're well within their rights. Yeah. What a moron. Uh, For David Johnson. Nah, yeah, that was a great move. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, you know, just proves that we could do that. Right? I could go <laughs> and be just as dumb and be and be just fine. I, I think I could do the general manager job. I couldn't do the coaching job. Especially not with those visors they have to wear nowadays, you know? No, yeah, no. No, I'd... I'd but those, those neckerchiefs or whatever those things are, those things are... Just as bad to me. They look stupid, and sometimes they get watered up, and it looks like you got panties on your face. Just give me, just give me a regular mask. You know. So you're saying panties in your face is a bad thing? I don't want to see John Gruden with panties on his face. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But it's part of football. (laughs) There's no panties in football. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm surprised Bill O'Brien, I mean, I'm not surprised he got fired, but I'm surprised it happened this early in the season, uh, especially with the way this year has been going. So Romeo Cornell will take over. Um, Sorry, my, my two-year-old just decided that she needed to tell me something about Halloween. It's okay. She's very uh, excited. Was it important? Uh, it's didn't understand a damn bit of it. So I just waved at her and said, all right. Uh, uh, Robert Tanyan just scored a touchdown. I don't know who the hell that is. That doesn't help anybody. <laughs> Somebody just scored a touchdown. So, so hey, uh, did the only one I cared about tonight was MVS because he was like the only option. Apparently, Robert Tanyan. I think he's the one that just got carted off the field. What? I'm kidding. I was like, really? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but, you know, it's just been a crazy year. I mean, we've had a lot of injuries. So it's been about adjusting to these things, right? And now you throw in COVID stuff, and you really have to start adjusting to these, um, which we knew, we all knew this year would be very challenging, and it would have injuries. But it's just been at another, a completely different level. I mean, I'm, I'm just writing off this year. I mean, I'm writing off 2020, so I'm writing off my fantasy football team. So, you know, whatever. I yeah. can't. Hey, trying to have fun, right? So I got a question though. Like, how are you yeah. doing it in the league where you're co- or leagues where you're commissioning? Like, how are you handling this craziness? So in in the redraft league, I don't man, I don't commission it, but uh, it's a redraft league, so you know it, you just manage it like any other injury. Right. Um, in the dynasty league that I that I manage or commission, um, we made a rule change for this year. That for this year only, 
Uh, so obviously you were in it, so you know that you can only put players that are on IR on IR. Right. This year only, we're allowing any player that's listed as out to be able to go on IR. Uh, because up until this week, we didn't know what the designation was going to be for COVID players. So NFL finally, or ESPN finally came out this week and said, yeah, we're going to list them as out. Well, you know, three weeks into the fucking season, thank you for telling us now. So I made the call four weeks ago. It's like, look, if the players listed as out, just put them on IR until we know a little bit more. If, if they come back and then they say COVID and then we have something else, then we'll deal with it at that point in time. But for now, they're out, just put them on IR. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're managing it. Okay. Uh, so they're able to, if a player's listed as out for whatever reason, they put them on IR and they bring in somebody else. But... You know, in a dynasty league, there's not a lot of free agency talent out there. Although, like I was telling you before we started recording, I picked up David Schultz off of free agency, and I picked up uh, Kendrick Bourne, Boone, whatever his mm-hmm, name is. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not saying they're going to be great players, but, hey, I was able to find those in, in free agency. And, and with, I mean, with the fact that Dallas can't stop on anybody on defense, they're going to be putting up points, so maybe the tight end gets a little bit of work there. I don't know. Since apparently, you know, Dak's too fucking selfish to give the ball to Zeke at the one-yard line, so he takes all the fucking touchdowns rather than Zeke. But, you know, whatever. I'm not upset about it. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, what, Schultz is, like, top five tight end right now? Yeah, that's not saying much in this world of tight ends today. <laughs> no, I mean, really, yeah. You got, what, you got Kelsey and Kittle... And Andrew. Well, I think Kittle moved up to number two, and he's been out the first four weeks of the season. So. Yeah, dude, when you get 40 points in a week, I, I you know, I almost benched him this week in, like, the one league I had, or I have a couple. I, I, I was toying with that, and I was like, nah, all my other tight ends suck, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Schultz, but I know that um, that that offense likes to use its tight ends, yep. so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, I have a tight call between Schultz and Mo Alley Cox, and I don't know what to do. I, I currently am rostering Mo Alley Cox, but I'm thinking Schultz will be the better play. It's just for this year. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Uh, although, I mean, he works out well, and then it could. Uh, it could turn into more, but I just for right now I would probably uh, I would ride Schultz. So, yeah. well, I think I'm going to be making putting in that waiver claim on uh, Wednesday. Waiver Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Schultz is number four behind George. No, for this week he was number four, not for the season. For this week he was number four. I still think season long. He's going to be I mean, yeah, there. he has potential. I mean, because well, every, everybody else sucks, right? Like, seriously, like besides, like I guess you got Higby, Hooper's been a huge letdown this year. Uh, Hayden Hurst has not been a. Yeah, but, but is he though? I mean, I don't understand the appeal. To I mean, one, I've never liked Hooper much anyway because of well where he played at. Uh, but you know, we we keep. You know, David Njoku and now you know, Austin Hooper to a quarterback that has never really thrown to his tight end. So what are we? <laughs> True, <laughs> but I mean, at least last well, the year when he was in Atlanta, he was, I think, the number one tight end. Yeah, but he's in an offense that doesn't so feature a tight end. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But when has Mayfield ever been? A, even in college, he didn't throw to his tight end. So, oh no! I knew he was going to have a regression. I just didn't think it was going to be, you know, the, the the rookie tight end is the guy that's actually seeing the better looks. So, 
Yeah, but that offense right now, I mean, I don't know. Baker, <sighs> Baker so what's your outlook on Baker going forward, like next year? He's still a, to me, he's still a solid quarterback worth the first-round pick. So, you know, anybody wants him, a uh, first-round pick, you can have him. Nice. Uh, hey, no, hey, honestly, I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I struggle with him, right? Because sometimes you you see him and it's just like, God, he's such garbage. And then you, you look at him and he's got some good games, but then you have to stop and think how many, you know, again, it's that whole... He's been in the league four years. He's had five offensive coordinators in four years or something stupid like that. So mm-hmm. until things settle down a little bit more, it's really hard to make a call with him. Yeah. Well, I still hold out hope. I mean, he's got the talent. He's got the arm. He's got the brain somewhat. Uh, so I think there's still potential there. I just don't know. Yeah, because I'm doing the same thing with Darnold, right? Like Mayfield, I'm still, you know, mid – as far as like quarterbacks and super yeah. stuff goes, like he's a good QB two to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Gase doesn't get the hell out of the way soon, um, yeah, I'm just gonna give up on that whole Jets franchise again for another decade. I was gonna say you you, you actually haven't given up on them yet. No, I, I did have like when they drafted Darnold, I really liked Darnold coming out, and I was like, oh, this is when they turn it around. Is is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, oh wait it's the Jets it's and they the hired and they hired Gase as soon as uh, the flying taco meme appeared man they should have just said you know what we're we're wrong we're sorry we gotta let this guy go can't have the the meme with him like when he's bug eyed and like following the imaginary yeah. taco around uh huh yeah that should have been that should have been a time to reevaluate your decision-making process. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, it's the Jets. Nobody cares. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> yes. the biggest thing. Right, I was hoping I was like, Mims was going to be all right, and then he goes to IR. And then yeah. who else? There's so many rookie receivers going to IR this year. Pittman Jr.'s to IR. Ruggs, Ruggs is hurt, or is it the other one? No, Ruggs has been hurt, but he he manages to play enough to screw over my team. So you know that's always a thing. Even Devin Waller, you know, plays enough to, to screw over my team. So, um, but no, it's it's just these injuries. I mean, it, that's the problem, right? I'm having even trouble keeping up with injuries because there's so many of them. Yeah, uh, Crowder was out for two weeks with his injuries. Uh, had a great week one, injured week two and three. Has a great week four. I'm like, okay, so when he's not injured, do I just need to start him? I mean, what the <laughs> Yeah, you'll be great unless he gets injured like halfway through the first quarter. <laughs> Which, if I start him, is what will happen, right? I mean... <laughs> a la Nick Chubb. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Nick Chubb now on the IR and the CL. Uh, so, um, good stuff for Kareem Hunt coming up, obviously. Um, now, what, what was the other guy? Dernish Johnson? You know, the household name? Uh-huh. Uh, looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Now, granted, it was against Dallas. So I don't know how much you can take away from that, but forty nine points worth. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Mike McCarthy. Hey, but you know what? Dak's throwing up fifty points a game, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, but like so like yesterday I'm watching, you know, these 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 you know, experts and, and, and for those of you out in the world you can't see me doing air quotes, uh talking about how 
you know, this Dallas team has evolved and it's no longer a running team. It needs to throw the ball more, you know, basically throw the ball to set up Zeke in the run. <laughs> um, okay, that didn't fucking work, and it hasn't worked. And what was the stat that I saw? First quarterback or one of three quarterbacks to throw for over 500 yards and still lose? Yeah. And he's for over 400 yards for three weeks and lost? <laughs> I saw something... Uh, basically, if it wasn't for Atlanta's incompetence to hold on to the lead <laughs> and learn how to catch a fucking ball, they would be 0-4. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I was rooting for the Cowboys in that one because I, you know how I hate Atlanta. But Right. Uh, well, that's, that's worked out for you. You know, of all the things, your hate of Atlanta has worked out for you. <laughs> God, I hate that team. Uh, <laughs> I think... Somebody and then, was saying and, lately that they were they were hoping that this whole COVID nineteen thing was uh, actually from Atlanta, so that way it always squanders its lead. We can come <laughs> back from this. I, I did see a meme that said we're in the fourth quarter of the twenty twenty. <laughs> so let's hope that let's hope twenty twenty is like Atlanta or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> we so. can still get this, man. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so what other fantasy football stuff's been going on? I mean, it's it, it's hard to even for us to do a pot because I mean, if we just went over injuries, we'd be talking about it for like two hours. No, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm more like there's a few you know, touching on some few players about who I'm interested in seeing long term outlooks. Yeah, I get, I get kind of tired and I get caught up in it too, where like you know it's week two and it's like oh shit, I got to sell this person while they still have value. Mm-hmm. And then they'll they'll blow up the next week. And it's like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, like a James yeah. Conner type incident, right? I was like, oh, James Conner's going to lose his job to Benny Snell because that was a thing all off season too. And then he comes out and has like a thirty point game. It's like, oh, okay, well maybe I shouldn't sell him. Probably <clears throat> you didn't already sell him. I've sold him other places. Uh, okay, <laughs> just not everywhere yet. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, though, right? I mean, two weeks into the season, three weeks into the season, it's it's tough, right? I mean, I- I'll be honest. I Gronk is a player that I mean, I traded in the off season in one league, uh, and in another league, I've been trying to trade him. I was hoping that he would have a good couple of weeks that, that where his value would go up, and well, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So I don't. I mean, I don't know what to do with Gronk. I don't know what to do with Bray. I mean, I know what I'd like to do with them, but. Uh, I, I think that's that's illegal for me to uh, eliminate players. If you take a baseball bat to a player's knee, is that is that assault? Uh. Depends on your intent. If they have a mosquito on their knee, I think it's fine. <laughs> you know, I should be careful what I say because something's going to happen when he's got Tampa. Because you know the thug life of Tampa, and they're going to come back looking for me, and I'm be like, hey, it wasn't me. It was this guy on this podcast. We know, we know. <laughs> So, I just I think it, it's tough to to try to make decisions this early, right? It's it's if there's players that you were already intending to sell, like in my case, let's say Gronk, right? Mm. I was already intending to sell him. So goes off for a couple of weeks, sell him, sell high, right? And if he continues to grow, whatever, I wanted to get rid of him anyway. Um, but I think if it's a player you really like and you're just selling him because you are bored, I don't think that's the right move to make. Yeah, I think that's. At the end of the day, like unless I'm going to be motivated to actually move somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah the- especially this year. This, the, but this is more the year that you know what? Take your lumps, take your losses, and just go with what you have. Because 
if you start selling or buying and, and all that, you're going to end up with, I mean, you could end up with some stuff, but you could end up with shit after that as well, because um, there's a lot of players that are going to go off this year, and they're going to go off just for the mere fact that the play, you know, one or two starters in front of them are on IR and done for the season, or on three-week IR, and then they're going to, in three weeks, be relegated back to whatever their role was before that. So Yeah. Well, so if you're looking for next year, right, if you're already writing this year off, are you making any moves for any of these injured running backs, CMC, Saquon? Uh, you mean, am I list, looking to boot the them? The list goes on, yeah. Do you, you think you can prime away now? Somebody trying to make a ship run in COVID year? But Okay, so here's the thing. I mean, CMC will be back. I think they're saying he could be back next week or the week after that. Oh, so really? you're, Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Okay. You're, you're not, but uh, IR Mark, ain't what it used to be, too. I got to no, keep this year, that. I, this year, IR is only a three-week thing. Um, but the thing with Barkley, right, in it, 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 my concern with it and my issue with trying to make a deal for Barkley is, is in our Dynasty League, there's no way the guy's parting ways with Barkley. Uh, but now you have to wonder, is he injury-prone? I mean, we're talking the second year in a row now where he's Same had a in time and stuff like that. So... You have to start wondering about him. What is his long-term achievement going to be? Is is he somebody that I can build a team around, or is he going to end up on IR every year? Uh, or maybe not IR every year, but, you know, a nick here, uh, a tweak there that he misses one or two weeks, and that's a big deal. So I'm concerned with Barkley. If I'm the Barkley owner, am I looking to move him? No, but I'm concerned about it. It's something yeah. I'm certainly – honestly, I'm not looking to move him, but if the right offer comes along – I gotta really look at it. Would you take two firsts if you're a Barkley owner? Just get out and try to get a couple of home run swings on this upcoming class. Is there anybody that you're that excited about? Hard to tell because half of them are fucking opted out this year, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I can't tell you because college football is a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. Uh... If I'm the Barkley owner, do I take two first for him? I think it depends on the situation that I'm in. Uh, if I'm the Barkley owner and I've got a nice stable of running backs and receivers, then no, I'm not taking two first for him. If I'm a Barkley owner who I have Barkley and shit all around, yes, I'm taking two first for him. Yeah, true. true. Uh, it just depends. I mean, it, it really is something you have to look at where your team is at and kind of go from there. Uh, because if you're a team that's got the talent and you can weather the storm of this year, then why move him, right? Yes, I'm concerned, but I'm not necessarily having to sell him. So, yeah, and he'll still he should be able to come back from this, and he should be fine for another two years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he should be. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, didn't happen to him in in college. Like, who was that? Marcus Lattimore. Uh, yeah. What could have been? Yes. He had a lot of potential. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gil Sayers, you know, oh. rest peace, you know, recently. But to me, to this day, still one of the best running backs uh, ever to, wa- to watch play. And would he play four or five seasons in the NFL? And eventually injuries got to him and he couldn't. But, yeah. um, you know, it's not a player that I obviously saw play live. I'm not that old. Uh, but from the footage that I've seen, I mean, shit, dude was freaking amazing. So, yeah, and that footage is like in a, like what quarter speed or whatever. And you, you just watch him just flying around; it's crazy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
So what other players are you concerned about? Uh, well, I'm I'm happy that Debo's finally back. Of course, I don't know how that's going to look with the quarterback til- uh, carousel they got going on in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that running back situation, I, I have a lot of shares of Jarek McKinnon because I bought him like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's finally, you know, at least paying somewhat. I don't even know if that's going to be long term. I don't know. San Francisco is kind of a mess, man. Like, I really like Kittle. Mm-hmm. Ayuk. I don't know how you say his name. Brandon Ayuk. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the hurdler. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was impressive. That that made me be like, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know how to judge that team going forward. I think they're going to have the Super Bowl slump this year and then probably get it together in the next couple of years. Um, Seattle running back situation is a, a clusterfuck. Which we knew. Yeah. It's like whenever Chris Carson is healthy, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But he's never healthy. Correct. Yeah, sucks. That guy's so good. And I was really ho- looking forward to DJ J- Dallas coming out and seeing him play. And it's like, Pete is like, now fuck you, Chad. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know you want to see that guy play, so no. Yeah, no, he's 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 not going to get a chance. Uh, at least not right now. I mean, I, I think eventually he could, but not right now. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, Miami's situation, I don't even know what that team's trying to do, but apparently they can still win games with Fitzmagic. But, you know, so I was I was at my local uh, local bar uh, that I frequent every Sunday, uh, and there was a Dolphins fan, I would say next to me, but in the day of, of social distancing, he was a couple seats over. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm surprised, you know, it, we, they were at, I don't know, probably in the third quarter. And the game was still, it was like a three, seven point game. And, and he's like, I can't believe we're still in this game. I'm like, you know, under Brian Fuller, you're always going to be in the game. I'm not going to say you sit here and tell you you're going to win the game. But under Brian Fuller, you're always going to be in the game. And that's honestly, as a fan, that's what you want, right? No, you want to win the games, obviously. And you'd like to, but that team is not made to win games by 40 points right now. That team is still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So under Brian Fuller, I mean, look at the, what they did last year with the fire sale that they had, right? And they were still in games and still won some games. Mm-hmm. So this year, you know, they're in games, they're they're contending, they have a chance, and I think it's just going to be part of the process. In about another year or two, that team could be kind of dangerous. Could be. Uh, I like a lot of the weapons. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I just don't, I didn't understand the logic of going out and bringing in Jordan Howard, bringing in Matt Breida, to then have Miles Gaskin... Your your lead running back, that I didn't see that shit coming, and then I've been really discouraged at the way that Preston Williams has been used, um, you know, especially when uh, Parker or when Parker was out last year, mm-hmm. it was the Preston Williams show, and uh, our, he wasn't even out. It, they were both on the field healthy, and it was the Preston Williams show, and it has never been the Preston Williams show ever again. Correct. And but that's the thing why. with Fitzmagic, right? I mean, he or Fitzpatrick, excuse me. Um, he just he doesn't he doesn't have his favorite receiver. I mean, he's played for how many teams and had how many receivers that he's had to throw to. Yeah. So I think, but this is all a shell of what the future is going to be, right? I mean, the future is Tua, mm-hmm. and whether we see Tua this year or not, we don't know. Personally, I, I think that that's a team where. 
you know what, maybe, you know, by week 10, week 11, you're out of it, then maybe give him a few snaps here and there, but why why risk injury to him? He's still, you know, they say he's cleared, and that's fine, but give him some time to recover a little bit more. You're not going anywhere this year, so why not let him just sit? And, and again, towards the end of the season, give him a few reps, get him in there some time, but why get him beat up now for no reason at all, right? Right. But the point of that is, what you see now is not the team that you're going to see next year with two or at quarterback. Yeah. So I think this whole, all the running back things that you were talking about, I think they're all about bringing the talent in and evaluate it because I think what they're doing is they're taking all this offensive talent and let's just kind of, we're bringing them in on the cheap. They're not mm-hmm. costing us anything. Let's evaluate it and see what we have for next year. Maybe we do. I think that was the whole reason with Josh Rosen, right? Bring them in at a cheap price. Let's see what we have. And yeah. if we have something here, then we go with it. If not, then we'll address it in the draft. But Jordan Howard didn't cost them anything, and, and, and Breida didn't cost them anything. So why not see where they fit? And, okay, if they work out, then, okay, we know next year we don't have to draft a running back, or we can wait till the fifth round to draft a running back. Or, you know what, these guys are all bums. We're moving up to the first round, and we're taking a running back. Sure. I think that's all this is about. Let's evaluate what we have so that when we go into the draft next year, we know a little bit more about what we want to do. Yeah. I think that that's kind of what they're playing the year because, uh, to me, Brian Flores, and I don't obviously I'm not in those conversations, but I would imagine they told Brian Flores, look, you've got four years, and, and we're not going to fire you before that, so do what you got to do. And he's evaluating his talent and seeing what he has. But in the meantime, he's keeping the team contending. He's keeping the team close. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but he's in a position where seven and nine, eight and eight, they're going to love him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I am with you in the fact that I feel like that team is it could be dangerous mm-hmm. in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to be making the right moves. Yeah, I agree. So by now, I just Yaseki, if he can just get on the damn field, dude makes plays when they when they let him or when they throw him the ball. Um, trying to think of anybody else that I give a damn about. Not really. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Browns, man. Um, I don't know. Cream Hunt should have have a good year now. I, I think they. I don't. I don't know if they finally figured out a way to use Odell, but honestly, have Jarvis throw him the ball. <laughs> uh, but I think I, I think that team needs to again, like I said earlier. So many different coaches they've gone through. The the Kinchin era, whatever his name, that was a stupid hire to begin Kitchen, with. I think yeah, we all knew it. Um, I don't. I don't. I never got it, but you know, whatever. And so I think now you're figuring things out. But at the same time, Odell's probably one of your better players. Find him a way to get him the ball, and and let's get him the ball and let's see what happens. One, it makes him happy, and two. You can come up with an explosive play because of it. Yeah. So well, I, I think to that, lose too, <laughs> right? That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think you're seeing some growth there, and I think that's all going to come into into helping Baker Mayfield get better at at at, what, at being a better quarterback. But I don't know. Yeah. But he's doing pretty good commercials, so that's always a plus. That, that's all you really need. I mean, that's how you judge greatness long term, right? Football, eh, whatever, hit and miss. Commercials, long-term success. <laughs> so, anybody you're like interested in, disappointed in at this point in the season, where you're like, "God damn it!" I'm disappointed in Michael Thomas. 
I, I really expected a better season out of him. Uh, you know, but it, it is what it is. No, honestly, um, obviously, yes, it, it sucks that Michael Thomas is hurt. I, I really, it, it's too early in the season to, to really say I'm disappointed in any players, right? I mean, um, oh, I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, Cam Akers, and I know a lot of that has to do with injury, right? Uh, but he just, I expected a little bit more out of him this year. And, and again, I know he's injured, but I, I did expect more out of him. And then the other one, I would have to say, uh, Brown, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. He really has, um, I don't know, underperformed for what, for what the way he finished off last year to the way he started off this year. I, I think I expected a little bit more out of him. But it's not like Lamar Jackson is throwing up a lot of yards either, and then that whole offense has regressed this year. Uh, but that's going to happen, right? They have film on him now, and then they're going to they're going to get to it. But they really haven't done the. I, I really thought he would be regressed to being more of a pocket passer uh, with some runs thrown in there, and instead it's just been kind of trying to do the same thing you did last year, which you can't do in this league. And I think Baltimore needs to figure out what they're going to do. You can't run the same offense from last year and expect to have the same results. So that whole offense has been kind of disappointing, but to me he's probably been the biggest disappointment. So I don't know, that's just my thoughts, but... Other than that, I mean, we could go on for hours and hours on the players that have disappointed us this year, but I'm sure our listeners don't want to be uh, bored with all of that. So we'll, we'll we'll spread that out to a couple more podcasts throughout the season, and, and we'll keep going from there. We won't try to overreact. Um, oh, I'm overreacting, news, man. Julio Jones is out of this game, so. Um, but anyway. was he? So, hold on. Was he in and then out? Yeah, it looks like he did start, and then now he's out of the game. Okay, well, Gage should be all right then, right? Uh, yeah, he should be. But, I mean, they're losing anyway, so it's not like they can blow a lead when they're losing. So, uh, I don't. I actually like it when they're losing more, so then they throw more. Yeah, man, all right. Russell, oh, no. Four <laughs> points. That is 2020 right there. Yep. Everything but, going the way it's I, supposed to, and uh, <laughs> my guy's still not putting up points. Yeah. Uh, but let's try to wrap this up because, um, well, you know. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. We'll do this next week. Um, yes. And, yeah, if, if you uh, think of anything you want us to chat about, hit us up on the Twitter, at STFFChad. And at STFFBall. And we will talk to you later. All right, have a good one. Don't. Sorry.